This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Hi, do you remember us? Because this is the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. Joining me after a well-rested vacation, Jared Morgs. Hello, I'm back in Studio North Lakes, ready to do another Blockade. Isn't I it say, magical? I say well-rested, but I don't know, vacations sometimes are uh, uh, more stress-inducing than anything <laughs> else. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeez, it was a jam-packed holiday. Um, so much stuff to do and a few little un, un cool incidents on the way as well, which we'll get into later. <laughs> um, well, remind everybody where you uh, went exactly. So first of all, we flew from Australia to Abu Dhabi and we stayed there for two nights. How long of a flight was from, that? Uh, that was a 12 hour flight. Wonderful. Um, yep. So that was 12 hours on the plane. Uh, luckily, we were doing all this in business class because we saved up ah. our pennies. So it was not 12 hours in economy. It was 12 hours of champagne being brought to your chair. Um, <laughs> so it came, and your own personal screen with your own personal entertainment uh, uh, system. And subsequently, I caught up with all the movies I had wish listed in um, Google Play. So oh, I'm nice. now completely up to date with all the movies. <laughs> so it's really cool. Um, so yeah, Abu Dhabi, we stayed there for two nights and then we went to the UK and stayed in London with a friend uh, for about four nights. And then from there, we took the Eurostar from UK to Paris, and then from Paris to a little region in France that's well known for its champagne called Rance, or as it's commonly pronounced, Reims. Um, <laughs> stayed there for a couple of nights and then made our way back to then from Paris home. How long was the uh, flight? Hour flight. I'm sorry, say it again? Four hours. For the, 24 what? hours. 24 hours yeah, for a so flight we, home. Yep. So I went from Paris to um, uh, Paris to Abu Dhabi, transferred at Abu Dhabi, and um, went back home to Brisbane. The legs were Holy about smokes. seven hours. Seven hours and probably, you know, with the transfer and everything, another 12 hours. So pr- practically a whole day of traveling. Wow, that's brutal. It sure is. <laughs> Luckily, it would have been really brutal in economy, but because we're in business, it was okay because we managed to get a bit of a catnap on the plane. And I think that really helped me resync back into the time zone again. So sure, yeah. it was pretty bad though. It was it was a long time on the plane, and yeah, it was just lucky it was business class. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was wicked. It was a great trip. Really good. That's fantastic to hear. I uh, We had the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I stayed in town, didn't do anything, went and saw my parents, had a wonderful oh, yeah. uh, smoked turkey for Thanksgiving meal that my brother-in-law made. Cooked. Oh, that would have been so good. It was <laughs> I love a good tasty. turkey. It was quite tasty. It was very moist. Um, you know, mm-hmm. ate my fair share of pumpkin pie and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that was about pumpkin pie is something. <laughs> pumpkin pie is something we can actually get here um, from Costco now. Um, and... I think people rave about it, like the yep. expats rave about it. But I think as Aussies, we just don't get it. We don't <laughs> understand the appeal. Um, well, so. there's there's one thing that you need to understand about pumpkin pie. 
it's mm. only as good as the amount of whipped cream that you pour on top of it. Ah, so uh, that's what we're going wrong. <laughs> so would you like some pumpkin pie with your whipped cream is the answer you should be asking. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, not, and I'm not talking about throwing on... Uh, I'm talking about the ready whip, the stuff that comes squirting out of the can. You know? Oh. <laughs> yes. The light right, so. stuff. Um, yeah, ah, so I... It, it was my job to go pick up the pumpkin pie from Costco uh, the day before because obviously Costco is closed on that that particular day. On Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Day. Yeah. And yeah. so I went to Costco. It opens at 10 a.m. I got there at 10 a.m. There was a line of cars to get into the parking lot. Oh, boy. The parking lot was already completely full. Oh, uh, no. So I had to do a couple of uh, laps before I finally found a spot. And then I go in... And they just had pallets stacked high with pumpkin pie. I can't even imagine <laughs> pumpkin pie that Costco must make for the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, sweet every potato cook. farmers must be stoked. Is it sweet potato that they use? In, no, it's pumpkin. In the, it's just straight pumpkin. Yeah. yeah well, of somebody, course, it's pumpkin. somebody told me that it's actually a squash. Oh, okay. Uh, typically, uh, with a little bit of pumpkin in it. But, ah, right. Um, so it's sort of like pu- pu- pumpkin uh, solution <laughs> that they put into the pie. Yeah, you know, gourd pie. Um, <laughs> or gourd pie. Doesn't have the same appeal, does it? No, it doesn't. Not really. <laughs> Street appeal um, zero. <laughs> but you looked in every single cart that was in there, and everybody had, pumpkin, had pie. pumpkin pie in their cart. And then I go to check out, and... Uh, you know, normally you've got the main thoroughfare, you might say, that leads to the registers. And, of course, there's yeah. a backup of people. And I'm like, oh, those people are idiots. So I'm going to take one of the little side lanes and sneak my way in. And, yeah. nope, every single side lane was also backed up. And it was... All the way to the fixtures. <laughs> it, was, it was about halfway into the store that it was backed up. Oh, and the thing was, was all the little arteries feeding all those little sub you know, lanes that were going straight to the... Those were all backed up with people, too. So we were all merging our carts like you would on the freeway. <laughs> with your cars oh. and uh, every single was trolley rage was open and I was like man was I trolley rage no oh, well fortunately everybody was still in good spirits but I mean it was just it was like really you've just opened and there's already hundreds of people ready to check out yeah. you know I mean it was they need like a website. express pumpkin pie lane so people are just getting pumpkin pies uh, <laughs> and that's it should have a pumpkin pie express lane where they can just churn through. Right. Well, of course, I didn't wind up just picking a pumpkin pie because, you know, you go to Costco. It's Costco. And thing and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You come out with 20 other. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was that was an experience. Um, yeah. Doing any sort of Christmas shopping or seasonal shopping is usually a bit of an experience, isn't it? Yes. Like, it's, just, it's just like, yep, yeah, the, the worst of people come out at that time of year and you, you just have to try and grit your teeth and bear it. And just get through it. You sure do. Um, while we so, were away, yeah, I was going to say I must have missed a lot, eh? Because I was sort of I had Wi-Fi, but most of it was just like trying to upload all the photos that I took on the trip, and I, I sort of just been checking Twitter only, and that's about yeah. it. So what I've, I've missed a bit of stuff. I heard that Zen released some more tables for VR and stuff. We're we're going to get to a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk Zen in a moment, but uh, let's start with the. Uh, Farsight released uh, Centigrade 37 and Jack's Open. Oh, uh, yeah. Two Gottlieb uh, EMs. Yes. And hooray. 
<laughs> yeah, because they're EMs and they're not solid state premieres. Yeah, and you know, and they play they play pretty dang good, and they're fun like EMs can be. You know, they're not very deep games or anything, but uh, EMs they're, certainly are. No, but, but they're a good. Yeah, that's the charm. On for a quick play, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And Farside did a uh, you know they did their a good job on them. I got no complaints with uh, with how they how they managed to handle those properties. Um, I haven't really had a chance to sit down with them yet and play them. I had a really really I, I managed to quickly download the first beta before I went on the plane. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go on the plane, but I just didn't bother. Oh, there was too many good movies to watch, so yeah. I didn't really bother playing. But I did I did notice that uh, there are quite a few pickups about the rules observed um, in the uh, Android beta room. Mm -hmm. I know that our, uh, forum, our forum friend, uh, Baron Rubik, has decided yeah. to um, come along and do a bit of beta testing in the Android after a long hiatus. And it's great to see him back in there sort of contributing and he's got a real eye for detail when it comes to rules. So for these EMs that they have to script, he was taking a really quite a close look at the rules and also taking a good look at the art that was quite a bit of art in the early betas was missing. Like they were missing words and stuff like that. So I have a feeling that the tables that Farsight were um, working with were pretty clapped out and they had yeah. to do a lot of art rework on them. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to sort of just quickly follow that in between eating baguettes and stuff like that <laughs> when I was over in France. So yeah, it, it, I can't wait to play them. <laughs> it's hard with the rules with EMs because they are such simple tables, but there are various things to know about. But we, having been so far removed from when they were a thing, um, it's it's a tricky thing. I mean, nobody has guides to these tables. So when Farside gets one of these, it's kind of like, well, let's... Let's figure it out, and they sit there with the glass off, and uh, you know, ball in hand, and start hitting switches, and seeing what, uh, yeah, seeing what does what. So it's good that there's some people out there that actually are familiar with these EMs that can uh, give them a, a, a better clue uh, as to what they can. They can get all the they can get all the large things, but it's those finer nuances that they might miss. Well, I know that in the case what what Baron was taking a look at was um, he was just looking at the the three ball play and the fireball play instruction cards yeah. and comparing that to actually how it played in um, in the game. And there were some differences in the way it was scripted with how the drop targets worked on, okay. um, on Max Open where um, there a certain um, combination and a certain rollover should actually drop some of the very targets, um, the, the variable drops, and they weren't doing that. So that was a good okay. catch. So yeah, there were just observations like that, that that just made the final release a lot more solid, which was um, really cool to see. I, I really was hands off this release, so mm -hmm. yeah, good on good on the beta testing team for um, smashing that out this week. This and then time. also, uh, Farsight and Stern released uh, Stern Pinball Arcade onto Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, consoles um, first for a change. Good on you guys. So that's good, isn't it? First. It is, and uh, they're also re uh, releasing hard disk uh, version. Yeah, the box version, eh? That's really unusual that uh, that's a thing, but um, I guess it's for those people who like to sort of have a physical copy of things. Yeah, I wish I could comment on them. Um, mm. I, well, I do have a PS4. I don't have... Uh, I didn't download it for the PS4 because I'm waiting for the, the Steam PC release. Um mm. I do know that they, the the free table was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Word that came back was that nothing was different between that version and the pinball arcade version. No. Um, That's a shame because I'm pretty sure they have all the cat assets for that now. 
Yeah, so, so I'm, not, I'm not quite sure yeah. what people are looking at, you know, in that regards, uh, you know, were they doing a true A-B comparison or, you know, maybe they weren't changed at all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also with uh, at first the people were complaining that the lighting options were fairly minimal. Since then, okay. Farsight has released a patch just this past week that adds all sorts of different uh, sliders for uh, adjusting lighting on that. So kind of like a zero-day patch for the PlayStation. It, yeah, um, and, and, and for the Xbox. Consoles. So what I'm hoping, 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 since they released it to the consoles first, that when they release it to mobile and uh, PC, that then they'll start a pattern of doing day one drop for all platforms. Yes. It would yeah, be synchronizing. so nice if they could do that. Uh, I think there's no reason why they can't because they're... They don't have a schedule. Know, well, they, they have a schedule, but it's one of those ones which, is, which would be classed as a slow burn schedule where they know that they have this table, they have all the assets they would know that they would need to submit things so many weeks ahead for consoles. And exactly. So they could time it out, you know, mm. get the, get the submission going with Xbox and with PlayStation. And yeah. as you get right there for it to be released, then you can do your submission to steam and the mobile and then have everything released, you know, right around the same week. Um, and then to make sure all the bug fixes and everything are in the consoles, you do a zero day patch on the consoles and you're away. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The, so, that would be the best way of doing it. Yeah, so I'm very hopeful that uh, that's what uh, the Farsight is planning to do. Um, and then the other Farsight news. So we're going to get into this a little bit here, Jared. And that okay. is they announced what their next table is. And God damn it, if it isn't another Gottlieb premiere. Oh, <laughs> is it, what, what was that picture? Because I saw it fleetingly in the, the clue. The picture There's was the- of the TV game show American Gladiators. So everybody oh. went, oh, is gladiators take and the challenge brave one <laughs> now apparently gladiators was originally a, uh this is the third design that uh premiere i'm not even gonna call it gottlieb you know what folks mm. we're not going to drag gottlieb em through the mud here because yeah. farsight go ahead on. and release all the gottlieb ems you want to release but yeah. premiere you blow yeah. <laughs> and um so I, I guess originally it was uh, designed as a Zelda table. Ah, I see. And then it didn't they get approved. The license. Some, well, yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, it didn't get approved. And then it went through some other iteration. Um, I, I believe, actually, they were thinking of making it American Gladiators. I think that was what yeah. I read somewhere. And then they went ahead and just went Gladiators. Yeah, because uh, they couldn't get the license for anything because they suck. Right. Now, <laughs> technically, will we call this still season of sports? You know, Gladiator's a blood sport. Uh, yeah, it's like a TV out. sport, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of like a TV sport. You know. It's going to be Gladiator. And so there's a, there's a thread on the uh, Pinball Arcade fans forum about, uh, can we please be done with Gottlieb Premier tables? Mm. Um, and they're starting a discussion of, ah, you people are whining too much. You know, what's your problem? Pinball's pinball. Pinball is good. Uh, you know, there's some people that actually like these tables. And, yeah. you know, so the, the discussion kind of started raging on. And, as it does. <laughs> as, it, as it does. And I kind of brought up the point, well, here's the deal. The issue is we don't know how much longer Farsight is going to be making the game. Yeah. If we knew that they had three more seasons at least that they were going to be making... 
then having another premiere table is, you know, it would be like, okay, I don't feel like it's taking a valuable slot away from, you know, a System 11 Williams game or Valley game. Um, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not taking a, yeah. a slot away from some Data East table, you know, who knows? That's right. Um, but because we don't know, it feels like this little dagger just poking us, going, nah, <laughs> we're, we're filling up. On you could have had Bonsai Run. You could have had Bonsai right. Run, but instead, you've got bloody gladiators. Right. So, it sucks to be you. <laughs> and then on top of that, this is the third premier table this season. Yeah. Like, so mm. We've had Big Hurt, which, honestly, look, Big Hurt, it wasn't terrible. It's no, not it's great, okay. but it's not, it's not terrible. No. And a lot of people are saying, no, but Gladiator's a good table. You know what? It, maybe it is. I don't know. My experience with Premier Tables is you set your bar low. <laughs> and well, I, I can me- say I've actually played this a lot, this particular table. Okay. Uh, it was in the arcade back in the 90s, and it was pretty much new in box because God leaves were cheap um, yeah. for this operator. And um, it, is, it is a combo table, like just combo all day. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's how you do well on the table. It's got it's the usual six set of modes that all Gottlieb premieres are limited to, um, and there is a final battle sort of thing, like a wizard mode in it. Um, so that that's something to look forward to or for to strive to. But it is very formulaic in in how you play it, as all Gottlieb premieres are. But the one feature it has, and this will be very hard to replicate. Um, in the digital version is it has the loudest and strongest vibrating motor in it that I've ever experienced in any table <laughs> at all. It is so powerful that it will rattle the glass and it will shake the tables next to it. Um, it and it makes such a racket with all the money in the, in the cash box that the operator had to actually remove the money um, in the cash box because it made such a terrible racket when the motor pulsed um it, like with anything Gottlieb premiere um the i guess the engineering behind it all was rock solid and these motors boy they were <laughs> well and truly over spec for the application that they were used for <laughs> now this is the game so, it has a, 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 a kind of a, a rotating uh habit trail at the top correct it does. It has a swinging arm that you're, swinging the arm, idea yeah. is to time a shot and it drops into the saucer and you get some points. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting feature of it. But really, it is all about just comboing all the ramps and the loops and stuff and building up your um, your points that way. Um, so, yeah, and locking balls for multi-ball, et cetera. You know, the usual sort of, like, pedestrian fit you get on a premiere. Well, maybe, maybe first I can do what they did with... Uh... Red and Ted's Roadshow, where they added, had your phone, like you're with your, when you're playing on your mobile, the phone would actually vibrate um, yeah. during certain modes, you know, just to simulate. Well, they probably will. They, they probably will, I would imagine, in this, but the problem is that, that if you're playing with a controller or something like that, or a tablet, you yeah. don't have a vibrator in it. So it will lose a huge dimension of the game um, without that thing. Because it is really one of, unfortunately, it is actually one of the key features of the game is that big vibrator. Motor. Now, somebody else was also mentioning that it has a specialty flipper button. A specialty flipper button. Um, For an upper flipper, I believe. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's okay. just basically all the flippers are linked to the main flippers. Okay, I, I don't know, but somebody was flippers. saying that, oh, God, this is going to be a pain in the butt on mobile because uh, now you got to have a special you know, button press uh, on a different portion of the, of the uh, 
your mobile, which always is uh, kind of funky to, uh, to deal with. I don't, I don't remember it having an extra special button for flipping. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that all the flippers were just tied in to the same two buttons. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, it, and the, the discussion kind of got going with premier tables versus having, you know, the Williams and stuff. And somebody started going, well, hey, you know, in the grand scheme of representation, premier tables have only uh, done 13% of all of TPA. Uh, and if you look at the tables listed at the Pinball Hall of Fame in Vegas, that's about the same number that they carry of premier tables. And so what mm. I argued was, well, if all these collector's houses that I go to for my pinball league, you don't see Gottlieb Premier in any of their, in any of the homes. And that's because you have limited space and, you know, X amount of dollars to spend. And are you really going to spend your money on one of those machines? Unless you yeah, truly, absolutely you know, love it. No. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely not. Hey, to follow up before we continue, the flippers, I uh, have a look at the IPDB and, yeah. um, uh, interestingly, I think we are justified in calling it Premier Gladiators because when they, when you look at the entry for it, it is um, listed as Premier Gladiators, not Gottlieb Premier Gladiators. Yep. So I think we're good with that. Um, but it turns out that the um, the flippers are actually stage flippers. So the button, if you press it in lightly, will activate the lower uh... two flippers. But if you press it in heavily, like you would normally, it'll just activate all four because there's actually four flippers on this game. And so, okay, um, so that explains what somebody was saying was is if you're on the lower uh, field yeah. and you need to try and pass the ball to the upper field, it'll be impossible because you need to do the stage version of the flipper so that the upper doesn't uh, flip because that'll block the lane that you're trying to shoot the ball into. I never found that playing it because back then I, I didn't really have a lot of flipper. Like I was okay at playing pinball, but I was always pressing the buttons in all the way, and I never found a problem with comboing on that game. Okay. Okay. With the flippers, you just do a quick flip and it goes up there anyhow. And you know the advantage is that because there'll probably be set paths in yeah. the simulation, like you won't have a problem getting the loops. I wouldn't think. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, the plan also is to have this out <laughs> for for a change before uh, Apple closes down their app store like they do every Christmas. Um, oh yeah. So you can pretty much be guaranteed that they would have been working on this probably in conjunction with the two EMs um, to try and get it in the bucket. Um, maybe before. they're also planning on having Doctor Who <laughs> Masters of Time out at the same time. So wow, okay, that'll that be interesting. Might be a grace. <laughs> <laughs> that will be interesting to see because based on what I saw with the like the up preview pictures, um, yes. it looked far from completion. But um, perhaps you know. Things move quickly in software development, so let's see what they come up with. Yeah. Um, so the 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 weird thing about this particular season is if you look at the other tables that have been released this season, which are Doctor Who, A Ball Deluxe, Indianapolis 500, and even add in the two EMs, Centigrade 37 and Jack's Open, I'd be like, hey, you know what? This is a pretty good season. I think hmm. it's Bone Busters that just taints everything, <laughs> much the same way that uh, going nuts Tainted, uh, tainted too. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, why, why put this game in? Like, yeah, there's nothing redeeming about it at yeah. all. Um, you know, although you know, you're saying that, you know, victory is of the same era, and uh, I don't know, it's sort of got the same. I wouldn't say it has the same game mechanic, but it's certainly running on the same software 
uh, or hardware version. So the rules and everything are kind of limited by that era. But I, th right. I still prefer, I think I probably still prefer Victory over Bone Busters, honestly. Like uh, you know, Bone Busters, Busters ranks up right there with Class of 1812 for me, where it's just, yeah, I don't never, We'll never it. touch them again. No. no. Like, no. Nice that it's in there, but I will just walk straight past it in the virtual arcade and go to something else. Right. Um, it, it will my, be the one sitting there with dust on the glass because no one ever plays it. My fear is we only have three more tables to go for this season. They better really smash them home. Um, and it's like, I, and everybody is going, where the hell is Roller Games? Get us yeah. Roller Games. And... I'm like, if you want to sell with this season, I want NBA Fast Break and I want uh, Bonsai Run, and I know that ain't going to happen. Um, but no, those are that's about the only break, way they're going to wash my my mouth out of the bad taste of three premieres in one season. <laughs> yeah, that's really rough. Uh, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I don't either. So let's talk about what Zen is doing right. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Because they're releasing lots of goodies. Lots like of goodies. So they just released Walking Dead VR, and mm -hmm. everybody is going nuts, and I'm seeing all sorts of Twitter posts about this is the way to play pinball, that this is everything that you ever hoped to play pinball with, you know, digitally. VR is just hitting it out the park, and Zen is hitting it out the park with it. Um, even with uh, Stern Pinball Arcade, people are like, you know what, it's pretty cool. It's not as uh, polished a package as yeah. uh, Zen has, but no surprise there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, everybody's really high on on what Zen has done with uh, Walking Dead and says so just a spectacular experience. What makes um, it so good? Have you seen like uh, any sort of indication about why it's such a killer, a killer implementation of the... I uh, haven't, other than all I can think of is... Zombies reaching out at you or something? Well, it was my experience with when I was playing uh, Plants vs. Zombies on the PS3 uh, mm. pinball table that Zen put out, and I really didn't like it. It didn't translate well. Um, it just looked yeah. mashed, and I couldn't tell what the heck was going on. And then yeah. I went over to a friend's house who had a 3D TV, and I played the thing in 3D, and all of a sudden it was like a completely different experience. experience. And it, right. it just made sense, and it looked like how a table would look like. And so I'm kind of thinking that might be the same thing with uh, Walking Dead because it kind of is a cramped playfield, it seems. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on. And so, yeah, maybe having it pop out in a virtual experience and being able to really look around and see all the detail, um, that might make all the difference in the world. Yeah. I guess but it's hard to tell on this you can experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to judge a VR experience when you don't have VR. Um, yeah. But the, uh, the bigger news, coming out on December 6th, so uh, actually, you know, when this podcast gets released, congratulations. Um, yeah. Zen is releasing what they're calling the Bethesda pack. So Bethesda yeah. are the makers of Skyrim, Doom, and Fallout, and those are the very tables that we are getting out of Zen. I uh, got my sneak peek review copy and have done a little poking around on them. Okay, and what do you think? These are different. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's they're very interesting. Um, they're deep. Oh, <laughs> okay. There's there is a lot going on with these tables. Um, let's start with Skyrim. Uh, mm -hmm. Skyrim. Now I'm going to put the caveat out here. I've not played any of these games, the actual games that these are based no, on. I've not either at all. 
so I'm coming at this, you know, zero knowledge of what the heck is going on. And Skyrim is kind of everybody's dubbing it Epic Quest 2. Because oh, right, okay. <laughs> you are building a character, and it can be saved game to game. And Oh, okay, cool. But bashing around on it, it, it very much feels like an RPG that happens oh. to be pinball. Like, you and your flippers are merely a form of navigation. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's, you're, there's, you can do mining. You can find inns. Uh, you're going to different towns. You can join the various factions. The you have all these upgrades that you can do, weapons. Uh, there's health points to worry about. I mean, there, there's all sorts of stuff just happening. And, and I really found in the you know, 15 minutes I devoted to bashing around with it before being, you know, having to record, um, I, I didn't feel like I was playing pinball. And that was very... That's really interesting. It was very interesting. It was odd. I mean, like I kept on, yes, I'm playing pinball, but that wasn't how my mind was going. And it's, it's a combination of just not only what you're kind of going for, but also the various sounds that they use on the on the table itself. Um, mm. th- you're not dealing with hurry-ups and combos. It's, hey, shoot over here because this is the in. Oh, once you've got the in, well, now you need to, you know, shoot over here to, to go into this town or whatever. I mean, so it's very directioned and uh, forgiving time-wise. Okay. Uh, so do you think it's, um, it sounds a little bit, this is probably pretty loose, but... Let's go with it. It sounds a little bit like um, Junkyard and the fact you're trying to complete something to sort of make something larger, like shoot shots to do certain, collect certain things. Yes, that make but a Junkyard was still very much a combo-ish table. This I just found hmm. that I was very much stopping the ball and trying to aim for a specific place. Ah, and so okay. the whole so game just a- kind of slowed down, you know? So less about flow, more about stop-start. Um, yes, very much about stop start. Um, uh, interesting. And and I was going through the rules, and it's just like holy smokes, there is a bazillion things in this. Um, so that's why I was just like, well, <laughs> it's funny. The guy that the the designer is Peter Deep Orful. Uh, he did all the uh, good uh, the movie Star Wars tables. Star Wars tables. And so nice uh, bouncy, bouncy table. It, it, yeah, all the tables have a nice bounce. I was able to do. Oh, uh, good. Uh, dead passes very easily. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, it just, like I said, it, it felt like an RPG that happened to have pinball. Um, that sounds really cool. So it was Um, different. It was a very different experience. mm -hmm. And to all those people that are always complaining about Zen being a video game. Well, you know what? This legitimately is, feels like a video game. Um, yeah, but it's well worth it. It's different. And I like it. I mean, it's, I'm definitely going to be interested to kind of deep dive onto it. And you get to pick your class of character um, to start with. And, you know, there's like eight, I think, different classes that you can pick. And uh, there's magic to worry about and weapon power and hit points. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of these other things to worry about that in a normal pinball game you wouldn't worry about. Um, I really do hope that um, at some point in the game you had to take an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be happy that it... And you, actually, you'll be happy with all three of these tables. There isn't a single spelling to, oh, to be good. seen. Oh, good. That's uh, excellent news. I mean, other than, your typical, other than your typical inline 
spelling, but you know, it's not shoot the ramp six times to spell a word. Oh, good. Um, there's none of that. Excellent. Uh, moving on uh, to Doom, mm. which is man, it's ominous. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, it sets the tone so really quickly. As the game. So dark yeah. as the actual original game was. Um. Well, I mean, lighting wise, no, but tone wise, absolutely. Um, tone wise, yeah. And right off the bat, you realize that starting a mission, not hard. Finishing a mission, good luck. Um, they oh, wow. are. We're, ta- we're talking about, like there was a, the one mission I started was I need to shoot the ball through these various portals. Mm-hmm. I needed to shoot over 30 portals. 30 portals. They just Jeez. keep on popping up. And so all the missions are, they're not timed, but they are very long. And there's a right. lot to get while you're in the mission. Now you can oh now you can do other things while the mission is open. So it's not like you're locking yourself in. You can it's do various one. Okay. So you can you can go and build up other parts of the game within reason, but the, the yes. main core thing is doing the portals, which if you think about it, is a really clever game mechanic because within Doom itself, you could go and explore the whole map and unlock all the secret rooms, etc. Yeah. And there was no time. So really making it a time-based challenge really didn't make sense. And um, once again, it's a matter of upgrading your weapons, finding new weapons. Um, uh, monsters pop up all the time that you're then having to battle. Um, oh, and it's, it's, it, does the, actually... it does the three, there's like a, a, near the top of the table, there's three slits in the table. And it's those kind of cardboard pop-ups yeah. that pop up and then rotate back and oh, forth. Cool. Um, so those are your monsters. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are popping up all the time, and uh, my favorite part is that uh, I believe Trent Reznor scored Doom back in the day. Uh, okay. This has a very much the music score sounds like Nine Inch Nails, and that couldn't make me happier. Cool. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty. That's going to be hardcore. That's going to yeah, be one to enjoy with the headphones on. Yes, <laughs> for um, sure. Yeah. There's two different modes that you can, or difficulty levels that you can pick right at the beginning. So there's, okay. uh, I forget what the, the first one was, where it's you know, basically a, a hard time. And then there's nightmare mode. Nightmare mode oh turns off all ball <laughs> saves, turns off all extra ball. It, it turns off everything that would save your ball, basically. Oh, okay. So again, <laughs> all those people think Zen uh, tables are easy. <clears throat> Ta-da! <laughs> Buckle up, because it's about to get real. <laughs> and then, um, for those of you that play Doom, you'll know what the heck this is. I guess there was some kind of a uh, cheat code or a special code called that you would type in, and it was I-D-D-Q-D. Oh, yeah. And there are those initials on the table. And if you can mm-hmm. shoot them in the proper order, you'll get some sort of outlane protection. Oh. Um, that you get to choose, I guess. So there's even a okay. cheat code in the game itself. And again, that's uh, IDDQD for those of you who want to uh, have a crack at it. And uh, if I can't get it before the next time we talk, maybe you can get it and tell me what the heck it does. <laughs> that's cool. So again, it's the, but it's, it's and again, I, I was going through the rules, you know, the table guide, and there's just so much. Um, and that's, that's the thing that's really impressing me about these tables is uh, Zen's going all out. They're really designing an experience here and not just slapping, you know, a coat of paint on a, yeah. And calling it, Oh yeah, this is doom. No, no. They're really trying to transfer the experience of the game into the pinball table. So it's quite awesome. 
Um, that sounds great. I can't wait to get those on mobile. The last table is Fallout. And I got to say, of the three tables, this is probably the most pinballish. Kind of kind of your traditional standard pinball rules, but once again, you got to worry about your health. Uh, in this one, you got to worry about radiation and how much radiation you're taking on, and oh. you need to you know you can open up inventory and you need to you know take health packets and restore your health and and various things like that. Um, so there's all sorts of little little items of that sort that again. Not the kind of things that you normally have to worry about uh, in a typical pinball, yeah, pinball game, but here it's here it's you know you know normally when you hold down the flipper you get the uh, uh, status report. Here yeah. it's you hold down the the flipper and an inventory pops up, <laughs> and and you can oh. go through your inventory. And this is what it is with the, the I know for sure on Skyrim it does that, um, and I think it's on all three games it, it, that it's kind of the same m- mechanic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So instead of status report, it's like an inventory screen. I love that. Yeah, these, these sound really, really good. I reckon um, these Fallout. You can build your own character. Oh, um, you can choose the various attributes that your character is going to have, or you can hit a randomizer and it'll randomize your character. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's that's why I say they that's, really banged one out, and it's given an. It, it seems like something that you're going to be able to spend a lot of time kind of exploring and figuring out just what is going on, and oh yeah, you happen to be playing pinball. So really, this is great. So fans of the license are going to really find it fun, but yeah. for those people who perhaps don't like subscribe to the franchises that much, they're still going to get a lot out of it. And it might even be a gateway drug into the franchises for them if they haven't already got onto them. Sure. Quite mm. possibly. Um, so I would, I would definitely say, hey, December 6th, these are worth the pickup. Um, I think they did, a, they did a pretty dang good job on it. Um, I'm impressed. Uh, Shout yourself an early Christmas present and get on it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You did happen to miss the Steam sale that uh, <laughs> that both uh, Zen did. Um, they were doing serious deep deep discounts on everything, and then oh, Farsight yeah. also did a Steam sale on seasons one through four. Yeah, uh, I saw that come through on yeah. Twitter. I went, "Wow, that's pretty good to see." Yeah, time too. Yeah. I think that was that was out the last episode. Yeah, I believe recorded. so. Yeah, believe so that was a good way for for um, console owners to get up to date on PC if they wanted to switch. So yeah, very good. So Jared, remember when we were talking about wondering what um, system parameters you could use uh, to run Pinball Arcade? Oh yeah, like the minimum spec sort of. Yeah, thing? minimum spec. So. Hmm. I also happen to been given a hand-me-down uh, laptop. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, my, my father-in-law gave it to me because he didn't like Windows 8, and he wanted a machine with Windows 10. And I scratched my head and was like, well, why didn't you just download the upgrade. Windows 10 upgrade? But, yeah. hey, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, totally. You give me that laptop that quote unquote won't run Windows 10 and I'll exactly no the, the pain in the butt it, so it's a uh, Dell Inspiron 15 it's you know not a fantastic laptop by any stretch of the I mean nothing grunty no. no um made in 2013 uh you integrated know graphics integrated graphics Intel HD 4000 um 
yeah, so I knew that it was going to struggle to run some of our stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. first things first, I had to get it into Windows 10. So I had to first upgrade it to Windows 8.1. So that took about three hours uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> as it rewrites everything. And then I had to get Windows 10 on there, but uh, Windows 10 isn't being offered for free anymore unless you know a certain trick. So I applied oh, that right. trick. And, <laughs> and uh, it took another three hours to upgrade to Windows <clears throat> 10. So then once it had that all done, I was like, hooray! But it still had... I, then it was a matter of me, oh, guy, now i got to get rid of all the Dell bloatware, and that's kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. I went about uh, downloading uh, some programs that I have on my PC, but I don't have the disks for. Um, yeah. Because my PC was a hand-me-down PC also, and so I had these programs already installed. But I was like, I need yeah. these on my laptop! So I... I thought I went the bold route and thought I was uh, confident enough in uh, knowing what was good pirateware and what was bad pirateware. Yeah. And oops, I did bad pirateware. <laughs> Whoopsies! It uh, it's amazing how fast things can get installed on your laptop. <laughs> oh yeah, all sorts all, of porn sites, right? <laughs> no, no. This was here's what was funny. All of a sudden, all these little icons started popping up for programs that had downloaded, and it was all this. Uh, you know, PC protection and, you know, these things are supposedly there to protect your antivirus. PC. Yeah. yeah, antivirus stuff. And now I had a vast already installed on there. But then all of a sudden, I got the old school malware pop-ups. Oh. That you, no matter how many times you click them, they just pop up five minutes or five seconds later. Yeah. And they do audio and there's no getting rid of them. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, crap. This like is the herpes, the herpes right. of the computer world. Yeah. I'm like, I've got to get rid of this. This is no bueno. So as <laughs> I'm as I'm navigating over to Windows to do you know some kind of a system restore, see what it was capable for me. Because of course I didn't do the boot up uh, start backup yet. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Hmm. And uh, so as I'm doing that, all of a sudden it says it pops up a message from a vast saying uh, that Avast needs to rewrite the boot drive. I went, whoa, uh, no, okay. no, Avast <laughs> doesn't need to do that. It never would ask to do that. Um, this is you and your fakey software telling me to do that. And how I knew yeah. that it was going to do that was I went over and I clicked Avast and I said, turn it off. And I turned off Avast. And then this message kept yep. on popping up. I'm like, no, 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 you're not fooling me. So rather, yeah. rather, nice than, it. Yeah, so rather than me try and uh, uh, fix the situation, I just went, you know what? Let's just start over. And I <laughs> clicked the button for delete everything and restart from scratch. Yep. And uh, I did that. And so it had to go do the whole reinstall of Windows 10 again. Now, the fortunate thing was when I did the first install of Windows 10, it had to, it rewrote my BIOS. Yep. And so this time, I didn't have to go through the upgrade process of Windows 8 to 8.1. It just went straight to uh, 10. To 10. In the process, it deleted everything Dell tried to put on the laptop. So hey, it was excellent. It turned out to be a good, a good thing. Um, yeah. So once and then that was you did on, not use those crappy oh, malware um, yeah. destroys again, and you were fine. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. Um, I went and downloaded the freeware versions that are, you know, the, the fakey versions that are almost just as good as the actual programs themselves um, yep. that all the uh, Linux or Linux people love so much. So, um, you know, instead of Photoshop, you went to download yep. GIMP. 
yep. and all that. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I loaded Steam, and yep. I wanted to see how well does it run both Zen and TPA. Yep. Well, I ran Zen first because I knew yep. I wasn't going to have to deal with any of the lovely issues that Farsight has failed to fix when... Like you data restore issues. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And Zen runs on the laptop. It just... you. I think I have two times anti-aliasing on, and that's the only thing that I have turned on. Everything else is turned off. Okay. Uh, so you can play no It's just not super shiny. Yeah, no ball reflection, uh, minimal anti-aliasing, uh, you know, all that, all the the bells and whistles. The shinies. Yeah, the shinies. Mm. Um, but it's certainly playable. And Okay. So that, that, was, that was cool. So then I decided, well, I really need to try TPA. And so I, I got a hold of Ksenia and said, mm-hmm. Sven, help me. <laughs> so Worky. Yeah, so he said, he told me, oh, okay, make a backup. I made a backup um, of the game, and then I downloaded it onto the laptop and booted it up, and just as expected, it wiped everything across both PCs. <laughs> yeah. And so then I had to go back and restore, and we went through all the multiple steps and finally got both of them in sync. The good news is I have TPA uh, loaded onto the laptop, and now that it's it was synced with having all my data. Um, now I can play on either computer and the data will sync back and forth. Um, it's, oh, just good, that, okay. it's just that initial install, which is a pain in the butt. I oh, right. contacted Farsight, uh, one of the guys that we talked to over there, and was like, come on, what is going on? And he was saying that uh, he's hoping that when they get ready to put uh, Stern Pimble on They'll have mm-hmm. the bandwidth to actually try and fix this, and because he imagines that they want the spa to have that right out the gate, the proper coding. Because what it is, yeah. is the guy, the programmer, the program this initially isn't that far set anymore. So yeah, okay. it's one of those things where they're gonna have to crack it open and actually take a look. Oh, so God. he's hoping yeah, that they'll be able to, yeah, that they'll be able to get that going with uh, Stern Pimble Arcade and then migrate it over to uh, TPA afterwards. Hmm. Okay. Fingers crossed, but in the meantime, if you have any of these problems, contact Sven and uh, have him walk you through how the hell to uh, to get uh, Pimble Arcade on two machines while saving all of your data. Um, so at, once, with that. Yeah, once I had it up and running, man, you got to turn off everything to play it in DX11. Um, oh, really? I literally, and I was testing it, I only have one-time anti-aliasing on. If I bump it up to four times, it's slow motion play. Oh, um, geez. Yeah, I mean... I, I guess that's the overhead with emulation, isn't it? Yeah, like, uh, um, I was able to have it with a shiny ball, so that oh, was at okay. least good. Um, I play it in camera three, which also apparently helps because uh, Heretic had said, try it in camera one, I bet it chugs. And I'm like, well, why in the world would I ever play in camera one? <laughs> that's like, that's a terrible angle to play in. Um, Extreme low mode, yeah. No, that yeah. would be, not be a good time. Yeah. So the the way that I would play TPA, I'm able to play it now. My uh, resolution is I was like 1368 by seven something. Um, it's kind of yeah. an odd resolution. So it's not pure, you know, true high def. And text no. is kind of muddled. It's hard to read because that's and you know the resolution o- is circles. Circles are ovals and all that sort of thing. Weird no. sort of 
No, I, I actually, um, I corrected, I should say, I did wind up correcting it to be a, a true uh, HD size, you know, 12, 1280 by 720 or whatever 20. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that I wouldn't have ovals, but yeah. uh, it, it runs. So I will say on a basic 2013 laptop, I am able to run DX11 and at least see the cool lighting. Um, oh, that's good. That's, that's better than I would have expected. Yeah, and although it may not be you know, running at uh, 60 frames the entire time, it's also not running on slow motion. Um, it's certainly it's playable. playable. And um, you're you're probably better off playing in DX9, but I hate playing in DX9, so I'll, I'll suffer through whatever minor stutters. And I was testing everything with Adam's family, even getting it into uh, multiball. Because Adams runs a heck of a light show, plus you got the force or the the power running, and yeah. uh, then it's a fast table. So, yeah, that's true. Well, that's actually pretty cool to hear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, if you're looking for a budget way of singing DX11, uh, you know, let's say you didn't want to buy a PC, well, one of these you know four hundred dollar laptops will more than likely be able to do the trick. Yeah. Well. My mouth is dry. <laughs> well, that's why I brought water in with me because I've been sipping on the water. But yeah, you've been doing a lot of talking because I really don't have anything to add much um, this month. But that's okay because I'm sure that after I've got my hands on at the Zen tables and um, had a bit of extra time with Centigrade 37 and Jack's Open and maybe some new tables that might be coming out earlier than we expect, I'm sure there'll be plenty of things to talk about over the next couple of episodes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. It might be um, might be a bit quiet next weekend, to be honest, because we've got my uh, wife's birthday party on Saturday. Um, so it could be, um, oh, look at this. Look at wonderful table service. Um, my wife's the best. <laughs> yeah, she just got bought a glass of water. Unfortunately, it wasn't beer. don't know what's going on. It could be improved. No, I don't drink beer, so. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> water, water was just fine. Hmm. Okay, good. I can go another hour now. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, next weekend I don't know if I'll be if I'll be available for a podcast because one of two things will be happening. I'll be cooking breakfast for everybody who um, is hungover from the party, or I'll be hungover myself. So who knows? Well, tell you what, tell you what, folks, we're going to call it right now because it is the holiday. Hmm. So you know what? We we really it was it was quite nice. We got a couple of uh, posts saying, "Hey, where are you guys?" Um, yeah, it was nice to see that. People yes, do actually and, miss But, you know, the holidays are a little bit, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky period. So, yeah, enjoy this podcast for the moment. Go go play some pinball. There's plenty out there right now. Mm, go try out. There really is. Um, drop us a note, please, at uh, blockade at gmail.com. Or you can uh, contact us on uh, Twitter, at blockade. And give us your thoughts on any of this stuff that we've uh, talked about this episode. Um, let us know what you think of the Bethesda pack. Uh, mm. You know, are we incorrect about some things? Please let us know. We don't want them to give the <laughs> give incorrect information out of there. Um, yeah, because we're not perfect. But exactly, and that'll give us something to to kind of build up towards. And we'll be back in two weeks uh, with another podcast after that. Um, yeah. and then probably in, we'll have the week after that off because it'll be Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, it's going to be a bit of a, a light month of pinball. I think it might be the case for the other episode, uh, the other podcasters as well for the same reason. So it might be a bit light on with the pinball. But, you know, we'll be around. 
Exactly. It's, it's kind of like a TV uh, this month where, you know, you get one new episode and a whole bunch of reruns and some specials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know some people get very excited about this time of year because of all the reruns and they love to watch all the old Christmas movies. Yep. Um, the tried and true Christmas movies that come out. So yeah, there's a lot of excitement from people on Twitter that I see. Get well, I do know I'm like going to be, you know, be putting the, up the, the whole Christmas month tomorrow of, and our tradition of when we put up the Christmas tree is to watch a Christmas story at the same time. So, Oh, okay. You know, ours is already up. We did it last night, um, and it's looking pretty pretty good. Well, I had to do a bit of uh, We're in the future. Well, we're actually, technically, we put it up on December the 1st every year, but because we were only back on December the 1st, right. we kind of had to wait a couple of days. But okay. um, yeah, we don't really have a tradition about what we do when we're putting up the tree, except we just try and get it put up. And yeah. I had to do a bit of um, re-engineering on it this year because we lost a little thumb screw that tightens it into the base. So I kind of just used, <laughs> got the old, good old dodgy um, workaround solution and just used uh, made a, a collar out of uh, electrical tape so the whole shaft doesn't wobble around. And it actually nice. made it more secure than it was when we got it out of the box. So I win at engineering. There you go. You win. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go everybody go put up some go put up some lights put up a tree uh buy some presents play some pinball and uh we will see you again in two weeks um if you want to talk to me or jared directly why don't you go ahead and uh fire a tweet off at us i am at shut your traps he is at jared morgues and uh you know for all those other needs why don't you go visit our website blockadepinball.com hmm and yes, show notes and things will be up there and, and all that sort of goodness. All right, gang. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, do that to us, won't you? And we'll see you again in two weeks. See you later. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.